Do you experience a disconnect between your faith and work? Consider bringing the gospel to work with a small group Bible study supported by BBT. You don't have to be an expert. BBT provides easy to use Bible study materials, time-saving communication tools, and expert support. Normally, we go to church on Sunday, and then we go to work on Monday, and the two never meet. But BBT has allowed me an opportunity to bring my faith to work. I've been part of Bible studies before, uh, but this was different. There was an intentional um, curriculum that was really behind it, um, and there was an approach uh, to how they supported each other that you just wanted to be a part of, and it drew me in. Start a BBT Bible study and become part of a global community of Christians transforming the workplace one Bible study at a time. Well, greetings and welcome to the WWT prayer event. As you know, this call happens every two weeks faithfully, and we are just so grateful that you have joined us today. Invite others in your home to join you and share this video if you tend to uh, have others that would like to to listen to this message as it is going to be powerful. We have prepared such an awesome day for you. I want to read this verse to you as we start, Lamentations 3, 22 through 23. The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning, and great is your faithfulness. This is the day that the Lord hath made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. His faithfulness is forever for all who call on his name. And we proclaim in this call the goodness of the Lord. And we're glad you're here with us. We had several big birthdays over the weekend, our chairman, Jay, our country. And uh, today, nine years ago, I was in a very terrible accident and, and the WWT family came along and loved my family through it be through because of the steadfast love of the Lord. So today we celebrate his faithfulness in our call. So let's start our call with prayer, can we? Father, we, we're grateful for you. Your mercies are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. We love you, Lord, and we're thankful for the opportunity that's been afforded us today to bring you praise through the worship, through the word, and through prayers that'll be offered. We pray for our speakers, and we pray for our entire WWT leadership team, our WWT universe, to include you who are listening, all of our families globally, and all of the partners and people that we touch, because you have worked through in and through us. We give you praise on this day, in the mighty name of Jesus, amen. And with that, we'll turn it to our chairman, Dave Stewart. Good afternoon, good evening, or good morning, I guess. Depends on where you are in, in the world. Uh, how blessed we are to be here with you again on this prayer call, and we've faithfully been uh, sharing uh, sharing our faith uh, with others in our community, and uh, it uh, has been a blessing to Thumb and I. We've, we've uh, uh, shared hosting this uh, for the last number of years, but uh, as I reflect back on to uh, uh, yesterday, I uh, just uh, the many people who have served this country that uh, have served faithfully and uh, 
to provide for us this wonderful freedom that we have here uh, today. Uh, but the Lord who faithfully uh, uh, sacrificed on the cross for us, uh, that service uh, ultimately uh, has got us to where we are here today and will get us to eternity. I'm, I'm grateful for that uh, as well. As we celebrate this nation's uh, the sacrifice, let's also celebrate the sacrifice that was made for us on the cross. And I'm grateful for the opportunity to be able to do that on these prayer calls. As I think about uh, the, the wonderful entertainers that we have on, uh, their return match, uh, uh, Tanya and, and Tiffany El El Elger, uh, Egger, Egler, uh, the natives of, of Cleveland, Ohio, last joined us in May of 2022. This mother-daughter duo comes from a legacy of singers from over 100 years. They, they formed Heirloom Productions in May 2020, 2020 with the mission of spreading love and joy through music. Uh, Tanya is a soloist and uh, vocal coach and music workshop clinician and director of the, the Wheaton College Gospel Choir. Mother of three and grandmother of four. You're too young to uh, be a grandmother of four. Tiffany is the youth group administrator in, in the Wheaton Christian Center, a worship leader, and a composer of music and short stories. Today, Tanya and Tiffany are performing Still I Will Worship. I am so grateful to have you guys back and being with us. Uh, Last time it was it was such a blessing to to all of us. We just had to have you come back and appreciate you. We are willing to, to see, share God's gift with all of us here today. Tell us a little bit about the, the song you're going to sing today. Well, thank you for the invitation, David. Hello, Velma. Um, the song "Still I Will Worship" was uh, kind of born out of a time of uncertainty. Uh, it wasn't during the pandemic, but um, it was a time of uncertainty and just trying to figure out um, some things in life. And I was I was uh, depending on other people to write the music for the album that we were working on. And I just was I kept hitting the brick wall. And for some reason, um, I uh, we went through a whole night of on our faces, my husband and I, my late husband and I. And as we were thinking through and talking through and praying through, uh, the next morning when the sun came up, it feels like that's when the song came was birthed. And then the Lord said, "Now you can write it." And so, and and I and He picked me, chose me to actually do the song. So I, um, the the lyrics to the song says, um, "In the midst of my trial, and in the midst of my pain, in the midst of my struggle, through sunshine and rain, I will lift up my eyes to the hills." my help comes from the Lord. And so the answer as our reply would be still, whatever you're going through, anybody that's watching even today, still I will worship in your courts with thanksgiving. So that's one of the songs that we recorded several years ago and um, we wanna share it today. Let the redeem of the Lord say so. We have so much to praise God for. Come on and let's worship together. Struggles 
Thank you, thank you. Coming, you know, you. I've got to ask you to come back again. Uh, you blessed us once again. Um, that hundred-year legacy that you guys have is is showing through in a mighty, mighty way. Uh, as I always talk about the eternal return, uh, it actually is starting to reflect in your music. So thank you for all that you do for so many through your music ministry. Thank you for the invitation. We're always glad to be a part of WWT family. Well, thank you again. Be encouraged. Amen. So we've got someone here as our guest speaker today. And boy, I tell you what, you've gotten, gotten him prepared and ready and hot and on fire and ready to go. But I think he's always that way. Uh, Rick Pena, who I've known for a number of, number of years now, blessed to to know him and his family and so forth. And uh, we, we've had an opportunity to do a number of things in, in, in business together, but uh, most important is what we've done in ministry together, in the business. 
has been such uh, encouragement and, uh, for for me. Uh, he says uh, uh, he's he's been um, uh, he, he's former military. Now he's, he was in the military for I think 26, 27 years, if I'm not mistaken, and served with the CIO at the uh, uh, as the CTO, I guess, of the Army. Am I correct in that? Uh, and as I think about his service, and I think about uh, the 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 celebration we just had yesterday, I, I think about the sacrifice him and his family made for this country. I'm so grateful to you, you Rick, and you and your family, and for the commitment that you've made to this great nation we live in. We enjoy the pleasures we we have today because of of men and women and leaders like you. So I'm grateful for that. Let me say that first of all. Um, and we're so we're welcoming him him back, but he's on here every week. I mean, doing doing the prayers. But I think this is probably your fifth time actually speaking. Uh, and uh, uh, he share, shares a daily devotional through the the blog he has today to today's word. And he and his wife of of twenty three years, Isabella. Uh, she is really the power power in front of the throne, <laughs> power in front of the throne, making this happen through their. RIP uh, Ministries oversee a, a church in the Dominican Republic, as well as two schools that provide free Christian-centered education to children, uh, and uh, has has preached the gospel for over 25 years. And I am just uh, we we partner with with uh, Rick and Isabella down in uh, in the ministry as well down in Dominican Republic, and uh, I, I gave a gift to the Thumb for our I think one of her birthdays, and uh, one of the academies down there is named after her. Where we're we're serving in ministry and educating in faith and and feeding those kids every day. Uh, of the year, and we're grateful for that partnership with you to serve the least of them. And Rick and Isabella, uh, we are so thankful for you and the ministry that you do for so many. Well, thank you very much, Dave. Uh, Dave and Thelma. Uh, so we are we are both tremendously blessed uh, to be in partnership with you, and uh, we're eternally grateful. You talk about that eternal investment, and that's exactly what you both do on a daily basis. And so, yes, actually this afternoon, I'm in the Dominican Republic right now, and uh, this afternoon I'm going to go visit the Thelma Stewart Destiny Academy. The children are not there. They just, they're, they're on their break. Uh, but I, I am going to go visit the school uh, and uh, I know you both really love the lions. And so I was told I haven't seen it yet. So I'm going to take some pictures. I'll send you some pictures. But I was told that the lion that we have for the logo for the Delma Stewart Destiny Academy, that we put that lion on the basketball court and we also put the lion up on the, the goals for the basketballs. Uh, so on both on both goals. So I'm looking forward to seeing it. I'm going to go check out the church. We're going to do a big church inauguration here in a few weeks. And uh, so just thank you so much for the partnership that we have. Uh, as I was praying and asking the Lord, you know, what to share today, because Worldwide Technology was really founded on the Word of God. If you've read any of Dave's books, uh, either book really kind of exalts the Word of God and tells real stories about real Bible application, 
uh, and really from Dave got many words from his wife and also his mother <laughs> and, and of, of course the Lord and standing on the word of God and the importance of the word of God. And so that's what I'm going to talk about today. We, we talk about it every prayer call with BBT. We urge you to have a, a Bible study at work. We really talk about the importance of the word of God. So as I was praying about it on today's word, I've actually been teaching a parable I'm doing a series on the parables of Jesus, and I just finished a five-month-long series on the miracles of Jesus, and I closed out that series with what I consider to be the mother of all miracles, which was raising Lazarus from the dead. Now that I got into the parables of Jesus, I'm actually starting this new series with the mother of all parables, and it's the parable of the sower. And so I call it the mother of all parables because Jesus told this parable of the sower. He said, the kingdom of God is like this man, that the sower that went forth to sow. And he gives this great parable. He then closes by explaining that some people are going to hear. They have eyes and they cannot see. They have ears they cannot hear. They have a heart they cannot understand. And he was actually quoting Isaiah when he said that. And when everybody went away, the disciples came and said, well, Jesus, can you ex explain the parable to us? We don't understand it. And so I'm going to share it with you. But Jesus said, well, you got to understand this one, guys, because if you don't understand this parable, how can you understand any parable? Before I actually get into the parable, let me tell you why Jesus taught in parables. Now, you know that God's ways are above our ways, and you know that God's thoughts are above our thoughts. And so our God is infinite. He is inexhaustible. He is unsearchable, right? God is almost unfathomable. You know, God is God. And so what happens is you have this infinite God, and he tries to communicate himself in ways that we as finite humans can understand. So it's almost like Jesus was saying, how can I, how can I explain? How can I explain? Well, the kingdom of, of God is like a farmer that took seed and threw the seed down into the ground. And so he explains this thing. And the disciples once again said, well, Jesus, we don't understand it. This was Jesus's explanation of the parable to his staff, to his team. This is found in Mark chapter four, beginning at verse 30. He says, okay, guys, let me break it down for you. The farmer is like someone who takes the word of God, which is seed, and the farmer is God, and, and the people, they're the soil. And he takes the word and sows it down inside of people. Now, sometimes the teaching falls along the path. Those are like the people that hear the word of God, but their understanding is unfruitful. And because they don't understand it, that Satan comes immediately and snatches away the word that was sown in the heart, and it doesn't provide a harvest. Other people like seed that's planted on rocky ground. These are the people that hear the word of God, and they quickly and gladly accept it, right? These are the people that say amen real loud in church. However, they do not allow the word of God to go deep into their lives. As a result, they keep it only for a short time. So when trouble comes, a persecution comes because of the word that they receive, these people, they are quick to give up. Other people are like the seed that's planted amongst the thorny weeds. They hear the teaching, but they have allowed their lives to become full of other things. Like what other things, Jesus? He gave us three categories. He said the love of money, the cares of this world, and everything else they want or selfish desires. And these things grow up like weeds and the weeds choke out the word and the word doesn't produce. And then lastly, other people are like good ground. If you're taking notes or if you're putting stuff in the chat, put that, put in there, I am good ground. Say that by faith, I am good ground. And so, so the, the good ground, what do they do? They, well, they basically don't do, they don't make any of the mistakes that the first three grounds make, right? And so the good ground, they hear the word, they understand it, they hear the word, they allow it to go deep, they hear the word, they don't throw it away. When trouble comes, the persecution comes, and they don't feed the weeds, they feed the word, and then the word produces a harvest in their lives, sometimes 30 times more, sometimes 60 times more, and sometimes 100 times more. So let's break down this parable a little bit. So in the parable, Jesus gives us three types of soil that do not produce fruit, and then one type of soil that does. So obviously, 
the father wants our lives to produce fruit. Once again, if you're putting stuff in the chat, put in the chat by faith, my life produces fruit. God, God wants the word of God to produce change in you and fruit from you. It, it should produce change in you. That's character. It should produce fruit from you. That's kingdom impact. And so your life is supposed to leave a mark in this world that will not easily be erased. Let me talk about the three types of soil that did not produce fruit. So the first one was the type of soil along the path. These are the people that hear the word of God, but their understanding is unfruitful. They do not understand it. And as, because they don't understand it, they're susceptible to Satan and Satan comes immediately and snatches away the word that was sown in their heart. Here's a few things that we can glean from that. The first thing is that if you receive a word from God and you do not understand it, then Satan can snatch it away. Now, that, that tells us a couple of things. It tells me, number one, I need to understand it. And it tells me I need to put forth the effort to get an understanding. In Proverbs chapter four, the Bible says, in all thy getting, get an understanding. So we should, this is why you gotta be a member of a local church somewhere. This is why you gotta be discipled. This is why you need somebody that actually understands the word of God to break it down for you so that you can get it in a way that you can process it so you can see it and hear it and understand it. It also tells us that Satan is after the word of God because there's power in the word. Say that, say that there is power power in the word of God. And so there's power in the word. And so Satan is coming immediately to snatch away the word that was sown in, in your heart because he wants to snatch it before you can allow it to produce fruit. It also tells me this, that if I don't understand it, I become susceptible to Satan and Satan can snatch, his, snatch it away. It also tells me that if I do understand it, then Satan can't take it from me. Uh oh, now, so if I do understand the word of God, now it's a word that I can retain forever. David said, thy word have I hidden in my heart that I might not sin against thee. Once I understand the word of God, once I apply it, once I get it down in my heart, then it becomes part of me and, and Satan cannot take it away. So from this first type of ground, I just want to exalt you and exhort you to be connected to a local church so that you can be discipled, be part of BBT, get in the word of God so that you can hear the word and understand it. You got it? All right. Second type of ground, rocky ground. So these are like the people that hear the word of God. The Bible says they quickly and gladly accept it. Okay. If you're a part of the kind of church that I'm a part of, where people are real loud in church, you get a lot of amens. These are the people that say amen real loud. You know what I'm saying? Oh, they're like, go ahead, pastor, you better preach. They, yeah, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. They do all of that. That's great. But that doesn't guarantee that they're actually walking out the word that they heard. And so, yeah, you can quickly and gladly accept it and then not walk out the word. They keep it only for a short time. The Bible says, as soon as trouble comes or persecution comes, because of the word that they heard, these people are quick to give up. That tells me that, that when you get a word from God, watch this, when you get a word from God, you should expect the word to produce, but you should also know that opposition is going to come. It might get worse before it gets better. It might get harder before it gets easier. Just because God gave you a word, it doesn't mean that it's going to be easy. God never promised that it would be easy. God just promised to be with us every step of the way. This one also says that they did not allow the word of God to go deep. In other words, they gave God surface level Christianity. Like, so, so outwardly, they're saying they're amens. Outwardly, they're saying, I receive it. But they are giving God surface level Christianity. What you want to do is allow the word of God to go so deep into your heart to where trouble can come, persecution can come, but you will not be moved. Say that. Say, I will not be moved. You will not be moved from the word of God, neither to the left, 
nor to the right. You have to believe what God said about your marriage. You got to believe what God said about your children. You got to believe what God said about your business. You got to believe what God said about your body. And so you have to stand on that word of God and you cannot be moved. You cannot run away at the first sign of trouble because trouble is going to come. In this world, we shall have trouble, but be of good of good cheer, Jesus said. I have already overcome the world. This is why Hebrews 6 and 12 says that we have to add something to our faith. What do we add? Patience. We have to add patience and perseverance to our faith. It is through faith and patience that we obtain the promises of God. Okay, last one, last type of soil, so I can wrap this up. Thorny weeds. Okay, who are these people? They, these are the people that hear the word of God, but they have allowed their lives to become full of other things. Yeah, Brother Pena, I will dial into the prayer call, but, you know, that's it. Like, you know, I, you know, uh, that's about it. Like I, I have a lot going on. Look, I'm building out this pipeline at WWT. There's a lot of pressure on me. I got I got to close my sales. I got to close my deals. I got to do this. I got to. Their lives have become full of other things. Jesus gave us three categories of other things. He said the cares of this world. Oh man, I, I don't know if you've been watching the news lately, but there might be another uh, outbreak of of COVID nineteen. Uh, there might be, and right now the economy is acting crazy, and right now inflation is so high, and that's the cares of this world, or the love of money, where now they they're pursue it. Money has become their God. Money has become their idol. I got to hit my number, Dave. So I'm not going to be on the prayer call because I am I got to hit my number. You know, I'm, I'm trying to hit the number for you guys. I'm, you know, Joe, Joe Koenig is, is, is cracking the whip and I, I, I got to, I got to, you know, I got to hit these numbers. Right. And so no money is a servant. Money should never be your master. Money makes an excellent servant but a poor mess. Money is here to serve you, not the other way around. So he said, the cares of this world, the love of money, and uh-oh, everything else they want, selfish desires. They have desires that were birthed in their heart and not in the heart of God. And oh, so God. when you have desires that were birthed in your heart and not in the heart of God, now you're going to pursue things that God did not store up for you. Look at me. God already made plans for you. He planned for your success. He stored up everything that you would ever need to become the man or the woman that God called you to be. But if you start asking for things that he didn't plan for you to have, you're going to be asking for things that are not yours. You're going to be coveting things that other people have. And you need to be content with your assignment, learning to be who it is that God has called you to be, the man or the woman that God has called you to be. So they have allowed their lives to become full of other things. And Jesus says, that when that happens, what happens? Well, it's like you have the word growing in your heart and you have weeds growing in your heart and the weeds are choking out the word. So as I close, let me just urge you to meditate and medicate on the word of God. Listen, it's understandable that there's a lot of stuff in your heart, but whichever side you feed the most is the one that's going to grow. For you to feed the word, for the word to overtake the weeds and not the other way around, you have to meditate and medicate on God's word. That's why we exalt the word of God at Worldwide Technology and our extended family. This is why we, we put a, a premium on the importance of studying the word of God. This is why we ask you to, to, to make yourself available to BBT. We want you to, to, to exalt the word of God like God has, because you need to get the word of God down in your heart. When the word of God goes through your eyes, when you're reading it, it gets down in your heart. Your eyes are a gate. When the word of God goes through your ears, like it's happening right now, the word of God gets down in your heart. Your ears are a gate. And so when whatever goes through your eye gate gets down in your heart, whatever goes through your ear gate gets down in your heart, you need to meditate and medicate on the word of God day 
and night so you could believe what God believes about you so that you can be fully persuaded that what God has spoken over your children, over your marriage, over your body, over your finances. You get a word from the doctor, but you get a word from God. The Bible says, whose report are we going to believe? Guess what? We're going to believe the report of the Lord. We're going to stand on the word. We're going to meditate on the word. We're going to think about it all the time. We're going to remind ourselves of what God said. We're going to get up in the morning. We, we might even have to put the word on our mirror. We may even have to get a vision board. We may have to look at it a few times a day and just kind of remind ourselves of what God said. And when it doesn't look right, when the numbers don't look right and the pressure is on you, you need to go back to what God said to you about this season, about this time. This is your season. This is your time. Meditate and medicate on God's word and and the more you do that, the word will overtake the weeds and you will become the man or the woman that God has called you to be for such a time as this. My time is up. I just wanted to exalt in just a few minutes the importance of the word of God. Worldwide technology was founded on the word of God. The importance of the word of God. Let your life be founded on the word of God so you can be the family God has called you to be. God bless you. Whose report are you going to believe? <laughs> we That's what I got out of this. <laughs> and uh, I, I'm grateful for you sharing the word with, with us today. And uh, reaping and sowing works. And um, I, uh, uh, I appreciate you more than you know and, and your prayers and, and uh, your ministry. I watch you every day. Uh, <laughs> and I'm grateful for you and Isabella both and your family. So uh, look forward to continued friendship. And uh, thank you for sharing your work with us today. Hallelujah. I turn it over to you, Jay. Absolutely. Standing in the Word of God. I'm telling you right now, we are armed and we're equipped to take on whatever there is because we are just encouraged. Always solid principles and precepts that we can hear from my brother Rick. It's always an honor to be here with you and, and just share it in a little, in a little bit of the stage. Uh, I think that you know, we, we're all encouraged going out. Tanya and, and Tiffany, thank you for the work. Thank you for the music that you have provided, making this time, uh, bringing us into worship, right? Uh, we're, 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 he is worthy to be praised at every single time. Uh, I, I'm so honored to be just a, such a small part of this and honored to just lead you, lead you in, in prayer. Let's go to Lord in prayer. Father, thank you so much for the opportunity to be able to gather and to, and to listen to your word to be able to find your ways and do your will, Father. Thank you for the opportunity and the anointing that you have left, uh, have put on Rick to be able to deliver that word to us. Thank you, Father, for the nation that we live in, Father, for the opportunity to celebrate a birthday. But we pray, Father, for the leadership of this nation. And we pray, Father, that you give them wisdom and discernment and courage. This nation needs you above all things. So we pray, Father, for a revival in our nation, Father, a turning to you, Father, pointing to you, standing firm on your word, Father, and doing your will. We say we recognize who you are, sovereign God above all things, all-knowing, all-powerful, the essence of love. We, 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 we look in our lives, Father, and we can see the testimonies in our lives. We surrender everything we are to you. We pray for our business. We pray, Father, for the cares of the world to go away. We pray, Father, to be encouraged by your word, Father, so we can do your will. We thank you, Father, again for this opportunity to just be here. We pray for our founder and his family. We A special blessing, Father, another year you have given us with, with him, Father, and we thank 
thank you for that opportunity for him to be able to open up this, this venue so we can praise you above all things and give you glory above everything. Thank you, Father, for our families. And we pray for those that are in need, that are hurting, that need healing, that need to listen to the word and, 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 and give them hope, the hope that comes from, the, from your word and stand firm on your word. I don't know what they are, Father, but every, but you do know that. And we pray for those that are that, that have expressed their needs out loud and for those that have expressed it in silence. We pray, Father, for your miracle work in hand upon all of them. We thank you again for the opportunity to come into this venue and come be able to surrender our lives to you and just give you glory, Father. We leave out our hearing courage knowing that your word works, Father. We pray all these things in the name of Jesus. Amen, amen, amen. We thank you for being here. We're going to end where we started, BBT. If you haven't, just do practical application with Rick, as, as I've been talking about it, to get into the Word, and no better, no better form to do that by, by, by doing that, uh, forming a Bible group in, in, in your workplace, and we encourage that. Have a blessed week, and we'll see you next time.